Hello everyone, it's Dr. Dave. Hopefully you're all doing well. You had a nice last weekend of 2018. I'm here with you on New Year's Eve, Monday, December 31st with your daily health update on behalf of the Toronto Neck and Back Pain Clinic. Just want to quickly mention that we started the podcast this year and uh, for those of you who have tuned in now and then and or regularly, want to appreciate you coming along. We look to make uh, 2019 even better. Going to try to make uh, the health uh, update a little more relevant, a little more fun if we can. Um, but regardless of what it is and what it looks like and feels like, the concept will remain the same that... If you plug in every day, Monday through Friday for 2019 to this daily health update, it's going to help steer your thinking, your choices, your momentum with your health in the right direction, and you just never know what can improve and uh, what kind of beautiful health benefits you're going to see throughout the year and for the future. So the way we do it is we look at six different areas of health, mental attitude, your health alert, a diet and exercise component, one of each. We look at wellness and prevention and then finally a little chiropractic tidbit, if you will. We're going to do the same thing today. We're not going to treat, diagnose, prevent or cure any illness or disease with our time together on any of the daily health updates. But as I mentioned, when you pick up a little bit of information here and there that pertains to your health and you keep health as something uh, that you focus on on a daily basis, you can help make sure that you maintain, preserve and improve your health and you don't have to have the best health but uh, you do want to have better health if it's not where you want it to be already. And if it is where you want it to be, then uh, that's a blessing and it's worth preserving. And uh, we can help you do that, we feel, with the daily health update. So for example, today, looking at uh, development in children and the different stages they go through from birth uh, through the school years, school ages, um, certain chemicals that they're exposed to, their finding can be tied to language delays. A new study suggests that children may suffer a delay in language development if their mothers come into frequent contact with chemicals called phthalates early in their pregnancy. In a study that involved 1,370 pregnant women in Sweden and the United States, researchers found that children with higher exposure to two phthalates, dibutyl phthalate and butyl benzyl phthalate, while in utero had up to a 30% increased risk for language delay than kids with less phthalate exposure. That from the Journal of the American Medical Association Pediatrics, October 2018. Our environments are becoming... um, um, (laughs) What are they becoming? They're becoming um, even more, increasingly more um, toxic. There are more and more chemicals that we're exposed to. There are new chemicals that uh, are being uh, developed, but most of them actually uh, have been developed over time and it's a certain standard and amount the existing ones are the ones that are concerned because a lot of them haven't been tested for their health implications, especially in combination with other chemicals uh, and uh, their accumulation in the environment and our ongoing exposure to them. But these phthalates <coughs> do have health concerns and one of them is in utero with children and uh, language delays. So very important to pass that on to expecting mums so that they can try to avoid uh, exposure to those as much as possible. Your health alert talks about uh, trying to look younger. We're trying to feel younger and stay younger with our health, but sometimes we like to look younger as well, and we might do something uh, to make our hair look like a different color. And the FDA has recently banned lead in hair dyes. The Food and Drug Administration has announced that lead acetate will no longer be approved as a hair color additive. The Chemicals Policy Director at the Environmental Defense Fund explains in the last several decades they've seen tremendous progress in reducing exposure to lead from major sources, 
Given this progress and wide recognition and there is no that there is no safe level of exposure, it may seem unbelievable that common hair dyes contain the neurotoxin, putting those who use the product and their children at risk. We now know that the approved use of lead acetate in adult hair dyes no longer meets their safety standard. The FDA notes that companies have 12 months to reformulate their hair dye products that contain lead acetate, which will put an end to the only remaining legal use of this neurotoxin in cosmetic products in the United States. That from the Food and Drug Administration, October 2018. So some advancements there, some products that you may buy in other countries, uh, whether they're decorative, some toys, for example, there's been some concern around um, plates and uh, other uh, uh, housewares that you might come into contact with food that you might use for cooking or eating from can also contain uh, some lead compounds and we want to be careful uh, about uh, being exposed to those toxins as well. All right, so those phthalates and now lead, two big contaminants talking about today on the daily health update. On the diet side of things, we look at uh, getting nutrition, proper nutrition, different types of foods, different types of diets, but also supplementation. Vitamin D is one of the ones we commonly touch on during the daily health updates. And uh, today, they're finding that the vitamin D supplement may be helpful with bedwetting. Nocturnal, nocturnal enuresis is a common urinary bladder problem in younger children. In this study, researchers found that giving a daily vitamin D supplement to children with a history of wetting the bed appeared to significantly reduce the number of wet nights experienced by 44.4% of the participants within two months. That from the Journal of Pediatric Urology, June 2018. In fact, the medical community uh, has been a proponent of providing children uh, with vitamin D as an important part of their development, but here obviously not just for their bones, um, but also uh, for uh, some kind of uh, reflexive function, maybe with the nervous system or the tissue otherwise, um, but it seems to be helpful in this case of bedwetting. So that's good to keep in mind for parents with younger children. On the fitness and exercise side of things, uh, exercise is something that's good for children, it's good for adults, and it's also good for seniors. And then uh, once we've been diagnosed with a condition, there may be a role for exercise as well. Uh, in fact, with Alzheimer's patients, they're finding that exercise may reduce the risk of falls. Among a group of 210 seniors with Alzheimer's disease, researchers observed that those who participated in a year-long exercise program had a lower risk of falling than Alzheimer's patients who did not exercise. That from the Journal of the American Geriatric Society, October 2018. Sometimes it may seem that with a diagnosis, uh, our life is going to change. It may be hindered or altered in some way. But in fact, uh, with those diagnoses or health changes, it becomes sometimes even more relevant to look into what options and opportunities we have to create a solution through uh, different health aspects like uh, nutrition and our fitness and exercise especially, but also with sleep, dealing and coping with stress, getting those toxins, uh, our exposure down and maybe getting them out of our body if we can. So there's always something to work on to try and improve your overall health and wellness. And that can uh, sometimes have a great impact on a condition that may already be uh, taking place uh, in an individual. Through the winter, we are kind of maybe more often uh, able or 
caught catching a cold and um, sometimes the way our body fights that off is by increasing its temperature so we get a fever which is actually a normal response to that virus or bacteria that may be making us sick um, but as a parent we know that when our child has a fever it can be very concerning and we're often not quite sure what to do child fever guidelines from the Nemers Foundation November 18 say that fever is generally not a concern but some cases do require medical attention they recommend that you seek immediate care if your child shows the following behaviors or symptoms won't stop crying exhibits extreme irritability or fussiness has trouble waking up develops a rash or purple spots that look like bruises has blue lips tongue or nails has a stiff neck has a severe headache is limp or refuses to move has trouble breathing that doesn't improve when the nose is cleared is leaning forward and drooling has a seizure and complains of moderate to severe belly pain any of those indications uh, may not just be the fever that you can monitor. You may want to seek uh, some advice. Always a challenging situation, but uh, probably best to err in the safety of your child and seek some medical attention um, if your child has a fever, especially with any of those signs or symptoms that we just noted. Finally, on the chiropractic side of things, um, musculoskeletal disorders are very common in society. Back pain, neck pain, other joint pains, knees, uh, you name it. Uh, people sometimes if they've lived life and they've made it around this globe uh, doing different things, they probably have some aches and pains or side effects on their physical body. But now they're finding that uh, in the European Journal of Rheumatology, October 2018, that there's diabetes-related musculoskeletal disorders as well. According to a new paper published in the European Journal of Rheumatology, patients with diabetes mellitus have an elevated risk for a number of musculoskeletal conditions, including limited joint mobility syndrome, frozen shoulder adhesive capsulitis, Deputrin's contracture, carpal tunnel syndrome, stiff hand syndrome, flexor tennis synovitis, charco osteoarthropathy, gouty arthritis, osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, diabetic amyotrophy, diabetic muscle infarction, diffuse idiopathic skeletal hyperostosis, and osteoporosis. Lots of, lots of Greek and Latin going on there. Doctors of chiropractic commonly treat many of these conditions, often in conjunction with a patient's medical provider when appropriate. So we have those complicating conditions where you may have been diagnosed with one illness, disease or condition and at that point your lifestyle factors become even more relevant so that uh, you're less likely to succumb to any complicating factors and or secondary conditions. All right, so that's how we end your 2018 with the daily health updates. Hopefully you all had a wonderful holiday season. You're going to enjoy uh, ringing in the new year and um, hopefully it creates some positive energy and excitement, momentum in your life going forward to 2019. Wish you and all of yours the best in health, happiness, and uh, may 2019 bring you closer to all those things that you desire, things that you're working towards. And... Um, Stay plugged in, be strong, and uh, you know your quote from today comes from Tom Peters who says, celebrate what you want to see more of. So sometimes we get discouraged because what we're working towards seems like a negative or a zero or it's not there yet, but um, we know that it exists. That's probably why you're working towards having it, whether it's better health or improved career, improved relationships, improved finances. Celebrate the fact that 
that opportunity is available and um, that you can get there and uh, you're more likely to get there with that positive energy instead of focusing on the fact that it seems like it's not possible um, then that is kind of self-defeating in and of itself all right so go out there make 2019 your best year yet and uh, plug in daily health updates we'll be back tomorrow to start your first one january 1st i look forward to speaking with you then